to just They wonder why I do drugs And hang with thugs Since I made it the city hated Wait where was the love How do you want life support Where's that family support <laughs> You would have shot him But ain't it homies No one in court <laughs> Shot up oh, My god I'm too mad I can't even remember What my question was <laughs> Oh I remember now Wait Let me send a text <laughs> How many white claws did you drink before we started like this? Five. Jesus Christ. I'm not drunk. Hey, you know what? That's on you guys. Start How coming. is this on us? <laughs> no, it's on. You're not allowed to play Call of Duty before we record anymore. Why? Because you become a different person. Explain. You get upset, uh-huh. you're mad, and uh-huh. you drink faster, which causes you to get drunk more. No, I drink every time I die. Okay, yes, you die a lot. I do die a lot. <laughs> so, Dalton, I have a question for you. I got an answer. How does it feel that there is at least one person in Sweden whose first words that they've ever heard you say were, I want to fuck your ass? You know, I'm not I'm not the most happy about that. About the editing the that ed- we have going on here. The editing situation, <laughs> but it's still pretty funny. So welcome to the podcast, our Swedish lover. Our Swedish lover. Welcome, David. Roll the intro. I'm Drum. I'm a drummer. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. I'm Drum. I'm Drummer. And that's how we usually start the past six episodes of this podcast. Just want to let you guys know, we all have our laptops in front of us. We're all, oh. all super official. Oh, yeah, you have your laptop, too, now. Yeah, huh? it's not on, but <laughs> <laughs> it's there. So what's up, dude? How are you doing? I'm good, man. David, just... welcome back from Boston. Glad hey. you're a hey. safe. I was talking. I'm good, man. Drinking some White Claws, huh? <laughs> I had a few while I was playing video games, and every time I would die, I would have a sip or two, and I died a lot. So, you know, one became three, three became eight. No what, game, what game were you playing? Uh, Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare has a has a guy as his protagonist, right? A guy? Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. What yes, guy? Yes. I don't know the guy's name. What would you have done if it was a girl? <laughs> I love oh, Okay, I was wondering how you're going to get into that. <laughs> yes. Time out. I know where you want to go with it. I don't need hand gestures, all right? I'm talking to my dog right <laughs> no, now. Was he really? <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah, all Matthew the time. got so annoyed. Matthew, Matthew was like, Matthew looked at him and rolled his eyes, like, like oh my bro, God. This... I'm giving him my fingers in case he wants to like lick him or whatever. So, for all the listeners out there, anytime you hear me doing a closing of the podcast, just know David is like doing a fucking charades act behind the couch to tell me what to say. And I'm like, I know. I got it. I have had six weeks of practice. So I thought he was gesturing at his dog right now and I thought he was gesturing at me. So don't, I, we're going to get back to video games. I love video games. Why do you only play video games that have males as the lead role? Okay, people are going to think that I hate women and that I'm misogynistic and all this stuff. It's a very simple reason. I am a very... <laughs> <laughs> I love women, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> but I just, I'm a very imaginative person, so I like to um, imagine myself as a main character and kind of live through them as I'm going through the storyline, so I have to play as a male because I see myself as a male. It's nothing really mean or like demeaning towards it, I just don't like playing as women. But and if I, you're very imaginative, can't you imagine yourself as a woman? Yeah. I mean, it depends the role I'm playing, but usually I'm 
playing a certain role that I want to be a male as. But, but there are exceptions Tomb Raider, to this. Like right. Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. Tomb Raider is an exception because I love Tomb Raider. David, how's Boston, bro? <laughs> um, it was it was great. It was cool. It's a lot of history, a lot of like seeing shit. Oh, um, okay. Do you guys play okay, Tony Hawk's Underground too? David, I'm not gonna I, yell on the mic. I'm not gonna yell on the okay, mic. Okay, you just were. Um, first of all, second of all, no. Have you guys played Tony Hawk's Underground too? Yes. Okay, there's a Boston level in that, mm-hmm. and in the Boston level, you can skate the governor's like state house or whatever like that. So we were on the Freedom Trail tour, and we're walking up to the old state house, and I lean over to Rachel and I go, "Hey, I think I've skated that building." <laughs> <laughs> and she turns to me and goes, "What?" And I go, "No, no, no, no." In this old in this old video game, Tony Hawk. So it was just weird, like thinking I've I've seen it before. I've like been there before. Yeah. But it was just video. I, I think it's cool how video games can do that. Yeah, like, definitely. I had a similar experience. Uh, there was one time Monique and I were at the Irvine Spectrum, and Van Skate Park is there. And so cool. it was after Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. We played that. It came out when we were in what? That's that's the one that I played. That's my favorite one. I was in like the sixth grade, and I think you get to go to that park at some point. It was one of the Tony Hawk games. So I remember going, and when I walked in, it's like identical, bro. Which is crazy. Like, I mean, obviously, that's what it looks like. But then when you go to the spot of somewhere that you've played in a game or you've seen pictures of or something, you're like, whoa, it's like identical to that. So that was pretty cool. I remember having, I remember that moment. That was pretty cool. It's like the same with like Spider Man. Like I feel like I've been in New York now. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know the streets. I, I swung there. I know the streets. <laughs> hey, hey, Rachel, I swung from that building. <laughs> you wouldn't believe me, but I did. But that was super cool. We took a selfie at the Boston Massacre spot. Yeah, hold on, hold. The Boston. Wait, wait. The famous Boston Massacre Bo- selfie. Okay, okay, okay. I just want to preface this by saying uh, a lot less people died than you thought. The whole thing was one big propaganda job, which helped the revolution, but is pretty amazing at, at how they took this little incident and like blew it up to this massive like symbol for the revolution. My exact words when I brought this up and someone's like, oh, yeah, that seems OK. I said, would you take a selfie at Auschwitz? And they just looked at me because no, well, you know, are you comparing that nowhere near? Are but, you but, really comparing that to Auschwitz? No, but what uh, I'm saying is like a site where you know people have died, and you're taking a selfie. Like that, I just everywhere I, you go, people have died. In here, in this house, people have died everywhere. That's dude. gonna get us into ghosts, and we're not there yet. Dun, 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 we could get there right no. now. I'm ready. Not when you're this drunk. You saw this one time. <laughs> 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 What kind of food did they have out there? Anything different? Oh, man. The clam chowder out there is amazing. You can't eat that. So what else you got? The difference between there and like New Orleans was Boston food had a lot of great, had great standouts, but everywhere you went to in New Orleans. Everywhere. The food was delicious. Ass food. So good. The catfish. The best. Some they usually fried catfish. What what do you have to compare that to? Have you ever had catfish anywhere else? Yeah. Grandpa. Grandpa Arnie made it. Bullshit. Bro, I remember a time Grandpa Arnie <laughs> no. we got back. We got some <laughs> I remember a time. We need to sober him up. Yeah, I need some water. Jesus Christ. You've never had catfish before. Yes, I have, Grandpa bitch. Arnie was not around to make you catfish. <laughs> Why do I think that's so true? <laughs> like, I'm like, no, I remember him cooking me something like that. But no, I, I mean, I think I think I probably compared it to like salmon, but I don't know. Where When I had it there, it was really good. I think overall, New Orleans just has really good quality food. And I enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know if you know because you haven't been to New Orleans yet, so I you haven't. can't really judge me. 
because you haven't been anywhere either. That's not true. I took a road trip up to Washington. That was a lot of fun. Uh, don't bring over business trips because those are business trips. You don't do anything on your business trips. That's not true. What kind of trips? Business trips. <laughs> That's not true. I've, I've been in New Mexico multiple times. I've gotten to golf on a beautiful golf course. Yeah, that was business trips. Yeah, but I got to also- I remember Matthew, after his first business trip, and he comes back. <laughs> and he comes back. He goes, Dalton, Dalton, I got you something. I got you something in New Mexico. And I was like, sweet. And he like gives me this box. And I open it up. And it's just a random silver mug with a little alien on it. And he's like so excited for it. And I'm like, wow, dude, thanks. But like, I just stopped drinking coffee. Because like I realized it was really messing with my stomach, so I never used the coffee cup. So I felt really bad. This is a completely pointless story. But no, like I've always, anytime I go somewhere, like I growing up, we didn't have money to go take like you know lavish trips or anything. Like we did what we could. So like any, but anytime I go somewhere that's like you know whether it's like a city that we've never been to, I always try and bring Dalton back something. So I was trying to be a thoughtful brother, which apparently was just fucking meaningless. <laughs> Sorry. But I brought you back. I brought Jessica a mug. Melody was like, oh, bring me back some chilies. And like, I literally went to the golf course and then went back to the, the airport. So I was like, okay. So I found this like these chilies, but they were like already cooked. And Melody meant like dry chili. I had no idea. So I just bought it. And she she was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> like, <what the laughs> I was like, oh, I fucked this? up. That's not, that's yeah. not what she wanted. <laughs> okay, let's get some topics for this week. What do we got, David? Oh, we've been talking about topics this whole time. Are these our topics? These are our topics. I thought we'd just been talking. Dalton only goes on the Google Docs to add shit, and then he leaves. He doesn't read anything I don't else. read anything. I just add my ideas. Dalton, what's the meanest thing one of your kids has said to you so far? <laughs> There's one time. <laughs> Dalton goes home, and I'm like, I said something. He's like, Matt, I've had a long day. I've been called dick lips all day. And I just over it. <laughs> he just went into his room. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get made fun of a lot at work. The kids just want to take out their anger from them not having a proper home life. So usually they'll say something really mean or they'll call me dick lips or fuckhead or fuckface <laughs> or um, dick or bitch or pussy or... Um, <laughs> you, get paid, you get paid to be a punching bag. You know that, right? Literally. I'm a literally paid punching bag. It's, it's some, sometimes it works. Sometimes I can actually connect with the kids, which is really nice. Um, but the minute they're around their friends is when they want to be like, oh, like those are my homies. I'm going to fuck you up. So they'll, they'll talk to me about their life and how they feel and what they want to do when they get out of like school. But I tell them, like, you got to graduate and you can't graduate if you don't do your work. And so these kids want to do their work to an extent, but then once they see their friends doing other things or going outside to try and smoke weed and try to hide it from the AIDS, that's when they kind of fuck up. So it's kind of weird seeing like how like that social pressure comes in like amongst friends like i feel like we knew it like you you feel it when you're a kid but like seeing it as like an adult is kind of different i never had that though so i never had like the pressure of smoking weed or i never had the pressure of trying to fit in i feel like us as like the school we went to we kind of had the pressure of fitting in but we were, we were always so social and easy to talk to and like just easy to connect with people that we didn't really have to worry about that yeah so I don't, I don't really know what that feels like. It always trips me out when I see, I, I'll like, I'll see kids react to something, right? Like, I mean, when you're growing up, like up until the age of like four or five, you know, I mean, even now, like a lot of the ways that we react to certain situations, they're nothing more than just an emulation of what we've seen our parents do. So a lot of times, you know, I'll be stressed. I probably handle it a lot like mom or there's situations that go on and I'll handle it like dad. But that's just because like we're looking for a way to understand how to cope with that situation. So we're automatically going to do what the representation of that situation, the closest thing is. The closest so, thing that we saw, like we saw mom 
react to something, we're going to react the same way because we think that's the proper way to react to something. Yeah, because like, you know, growing up, like our parents, like we think they have it figured out, you know, at least you and I did for a long time. Yeah. So if that's how they act, that must be right. That's how you act in that situation. Yeah. And so it's not until you get older that you realize you're like, oh, I need to reevaluate all this. Maybe this isn't necessarily the right thing. Then you realize like, oh, our parents are just big kids raising little kids. Like they're figuring it out just as much as we are. Because like at our age now, mom and dad had us. And I know how much I have figured out. And I'm like, oh, Nothing I can only out. imagine having two little ones trying to, you know, look up to me and that pressure. Yep. So it's always interesting to me. Like, I'll see, like, videos on on Twitter or something of some kid that's, like, you know, reacting of, like, you know, he'll be up mad. And the, you, the everything, like, the way he walks, the wide stance, you know, the waddling, angrily hitting a wall. Like, I guarantee you, you put that up to a video of, like, whoever his father is or mother, whoever it is, it's probably identical. You know, yeah, it's just it, that stuff's crazy to me, man, because I, I see it a lot like at school, I guess, like, you know, like we do a lot of group work and stuff. And so like that stuff gets it gets, you know, very stressful just because especially now, like I have a, I'm going to be up all night working on stuff. But, you know, in my groups, I see how different people handle situations. And I'm always like, man, I bet you like that's probably how their parents handle it. I'm sure I'm no different. You know, we all are like that. But it's just crazy. You get to see it up close and personal. Yeah. Did your parents show a lot of affection? That was a question that I kind of talked with someone about. No, oh, yeah, we we definitely got a lot of affection. Like, yeah, uh, there is no, not, no, to each other. Like, meet adults? No, your parents to each other. Oh, yeah. Uh, to mom and, like, mom and dad mom kissing and, and hugging in front of us? Yeah. No. What are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, in public? What did you see? Because we might have seen two different things. Saw them kissing and hugging each other? I saw mom and dad kiss all the time. No, I never saw that. When did your dad, did your dad give you the guys, like, any kind of talk? The sex talk has always been very open at our house. Like, we would talk about stuff at... Well, done. definitely now because of no, you. It's, <laughs> it, no, it's always been like that. Like, him working at the sex shop isn't, like, that's an extreme, but that wasn't out of the... Like, we would ask at the dinner table, like, you know, what's this or what's that? Or, like, when I There had, was like, times where I heard somebody talking about a blowjob, so we're at dinner, and I was like, Mom... What's a blowjob? And my then I started, answered. My mom started laughing, and then Matthew answered with a blowjob. And then my mom was. looks at me like, how do you know that? And I'm like, uh, sex ed? <laughs> I don't really know. I remember there was one time. Oh, that's actually kind of funny. We had a sex ed class, and I remember because it was, like, raining a lot outside after school. And so I get out of school, and we go home, and that same day, Matthew was getting his tonsils removed. And so I was expecting him to not be able to talk. So I was, like, making fun of him. I was like, oh, bro, you're not going to be able to talk the next day. Like, it's going to be so funny. I'm going to so fucking excited. piss you off. And so finally, I come back home, and I, I get ready, and I'm, like, ready to play some Call of Duty and not have to hear Matthew's voice for a whole day. I was living my best life. And I walk in, Matthew goes, hi, Dalton. And I'm like, (laughs) what the? Like, how can you speak right now? I I didn't know anybody could talk after they got their tonsils removed. I didn't know that was a thing. Wouldn't it hurt? Like, he sounded perfectly normal and still loud as shit. It was miserable, but I needed to stick that to you because the whole time leading up to the, I never had surgery. So I was super, super nervous. And Dalton's like, Matt, what happens if you don't wake up? What happens if this? What happens if that? Right? Like freaking me out because he knows how I am. And so I go in, we do the surgery, and I remember they put me on the table. They started to give me the anesthesia, and my anesthesia guy, or my anesthesiologist, he was a bigger Asian man, right? And so I remember being in the the little bed thing, and they're wheeling me into the operating room, and the anesthesiologist is there. And I remember, like, the drugs finally started to hit, and everything was getting all cloudy, and I remember looking at him, and I was all, Buddha? You're, you're real? <laughs> and he just looks at me and smiles. 
And then uh, they put me on the operating table and they had me count back from 10. And I remember I made it pretty far. I remember I made it to like three or two. Bro, I, I never. I made it to eight. Because I remember the. Yeah, it hit me hard. I remember the the person like, like I was counting down and you saw them like do a double take to, at the spot where like the place where they put the medicine to see if it was working. And then, you know, next thing I know, I'm waking up. But when I woke up, I was doing Nacho Libre impressions for the nurses. Um, and I was like so freaking loopy. And uh I was doing Nacho Libre impressions for the nurses. And so then they wheeled me back to the recovery room or whatever. So I'm sitting there and my grandma and grandpa are there. My parents are there. They walk in and I just wanted to pray for everybody. I was just like, I remember being like, grandpa, let's just pray. Right. So I'm sitting there butt naked with this robe on. We're all holding hands. And I have this like throw up tray in the middle of my in the middle of my lap. So my grandparents like they kind of look at each other like, what's going on? I'm like, grandpa, let's just pray. Let's just pray for everybody in here. They need help, right? Like, whatever. So we start praying. Mid-prayer, I just start throwing up all in the freaking tray. And anytime they stop, I'd be like, keep praying, guys. <laughs> so I throw up everywhere. So I come home. I'm laying in bed. And I hear the door close. And then that was when you still had your glasses. I remember Grandma brought sopas later that day. I couldn't eat it, so I don't want you to Yeah, I know. It. I Selfish. ate it. Uh, it was the best. <laughs> so, so then all of a sudden the door closed and I hear these little footsteps running down the hallway and I'm in my parents' bed and then all of a sudden the door opens and then Dalton's wearing his fucking square glasses that had the blue tint on them. Okay, no, you're thinking of me back when I was like nine years old. I was in seventh or eighth grade. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, okay. I am right. All right. So Dalton opens the door and he looks at me and he goes, hey, Matt, how are you feeling? And I, it hurt. I mustered up all my strength. I was like, Feels great, man. How was school today? And Dawn looks at me and goes, what the heck, mom? I thought you said Matt wasn't going to be able to talk for three days and I wouldn't have to listen to him. How are you still talking? You shouldn't be able to. And went on this long rant. was all upset. I was so pissed. Went into his room, shut his door. And I remember my throat hurt for a little bit after that. And I was like, okay, whatever. I proved my point. You can't shut me up, kid. All right, everybody. If you made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much. We really do appreciate you. And we want to give a huge shout out or specifically uh. Shouty touty. There we go. To our uh, our friends over at Tequila Huegos Mexicanos. They are currently pouring up some shots. Isn't Tequila Huegos Mexicanos the name of the tequila? Not the name Bro, of the I was brand. in the fucking zone. Nobody would have known. <laughs> Actually, I did. I noticed that too. Did I you? I was like, wait, that's not the name. Right away. I was like, that's the name of the, the new drink. No, yeah. That's the, the brand. The this is the brand. This is what they want people to know. Okay, go again. So you fucked this up. I was right. When, so you were going to say our friends at Tequila Huegos Mexicanos came out with a new tequila, Huegos Mexicanos. <laughs> it's a new company. <laughs> so it's, That's funny, too. You're not understanding. It's a new company. <laughs> I'm going nah, get this right. Get this I'm right. Going to fucking it's not a name that company. When I ask you a question, answer. All right. <laughs> ask Dalton the question. He wasn't there. Oh, that's right. I was. You weren't. <laughs> <laughs> the one person that doesn't want to be in the podcast is the one that was there. Uh, yeah, guys. I was there. It was really good. But you guys go. Uh, don't leave me in this. All right. I'm gonna start over. Is that okay? Yeah. Sure. Go ahead. Are you actually gonna edit this out? I don't know. It's <laughs> pretty funny. I don't know. I'm the one who looks bad. <sighs> yeah, Matt, Matt, look at me. Look at me. Deep breath. <laughs> into your nose. Out through your mouth into the microphone. <laughs> okay. All right. Our friends over at Tequila Huegos Mexicanos, they're pouring up some shots for... <laughs> I fucking hate all of them. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Wait, from Earth? <laughs> what, 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 are the, what kind of drinks are they making? Oh, wait, those Mexicanos? <laughs> they're pouring some shots from it's one. It's not shots. They, those are sipping, right? They're pouring some sips from one of their five different flavors of tequila. However, we weren't able to make it, but our producer was there to represent and show support. So I'm going to let him talk about what all of them tasted like and how he enjoyed it and if he has any tips about where you guys can get it from. David. Yeah, I went to Vendome Spirits and Wine, Wine and Spirits, a local in Arcadia. It's a local uh, liquor store that also functions as a bar, I think. It was pretty cool. They had all five flavors, uh, Blanco, Añejo, Añejo Cristilano, Extra Añejo, and Reposado. They were all really good. <laughs> my favorites, my favorites was uh, the añejo and the, the reposado. The reposado had a lot of like citrus in it. It was pretty smooth, but it was just a little bit sweeter. And the añejo was just so warm; it just spread throughout my whole chest. Just like happiness. Just happiness. It felt really good. We had all five there. We had chips and salsa too. Oh, yeah. Had nothing to do with anything. They just ate a lot of chips and salsa. I love chips and salsa. And a lot of people showed up. I was really proud of them uh, for getting it all there. It's on our story if you want to check it out. Um, not today because today's Friday and I recorded this on Wednesday. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> no, but I, I do think that they're selling the, the bottles there at that spot. Yes. So they're you can go there and pick some up. At uh -huh. that store, at your Total Wine. You can get it online from some of the resellers. So shout out to everybody that made it out there. If uh, Hopefully you dropped our names and hopefully you got a free, uh, a free little sippy sip and you enjoyed it. Yeah, apparently someone went to go buy one and they went up to the cashier and said, Hey, I'd like one of these Huegos Mexicanos, Drum 15. And the cashier just looked at him real weird. Oh, shit. Shout out. A shouty touty to whoever did that because I love you. Uh, you call me. I'll make sure you get some money back for that <laughs> out of my pocket personally. <laughs> <laughs> just thank you for doing that. Like, so cool. But uh, yeah, shout out to everybody over there. Uh, shout out to the people working it. Keep drinking up. This week on Is It Canon? It. <laughs> is it. <laughs> is, 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 is it canon, bro? bro? <laughs> I wow. should just make, we should just make a sound effect for that. That way we don't have to... I, 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 oh, I do want one of those things where I can push buttons for sound effects. A soundboard. Yeah. That's where we can put the intro music yeah. on. Oh, bow, bow, bow. yes. Please. And it'll connect directly to the podcast. That shit gets me hyped. This week's Is a Cannon Bro segment is witchcraft. Ooh. I picked this because I was at Salem this weekend and learned a lot about the Salem witch trials and basically how... Four girls decided to be total assholes and got 19 people killed and 160 people more. This goes back to the social pressure, accused. dude. This goes back to the social pressure. Because none of the girls wanted to be left out. Or they wanted to be like all their friends. No, so basically in the story... <laughs> Your pressure, bro. <laughs> I'm Let's serious. cast fucking spells. I'm serious. Basically in this story, like these girls... Okay, so back in the old days... The girls were expected to be one way. They were taught to be like basically repressed and not speak out and just be seen and not heard. And so they understandably like got super bored and got annoyed and just wanted to act out. And so one of their slaves, because this was back when slavery was a thing, um, one of their slaves would tell them stories about their home magic from like Africa and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And she'd be like, oh, yeah, this and this and this would happen. That meant you were possessed by a witch. And so all of the girls were like, oh, oh, I'm getting the symptoms. Oh, and the priest was like, you're possessed by a witch. Who's a witch? Who's doing this to you? And they just started naming names. 
because they were no like, way. well, we're too deep in now. Uh huh. And, and so then all the girls would do it because they wanted like it was like a game to them. And then the parents, I I, I could be butchering this because last I studied it a lot when we were in juniors in high school or something, and it ended up being like a power play for land because the parents would tell their kids to say that so-and-so was a witch. So they would get killed off and then now their land is available so they can go and take it. What the hell? I don't know. That was, you didn't know that you get a lot of people too, like calling them out being like, ah, I said, I call bullshit on this thing. Like they're not really possessed. Uh And then this was like in the courts and stuff. And then the girls would coincidentally get a vision and be like, oh, 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 that guy's a witch, too. He's making me possessed right now. And then that person would then be accused of being a witch. Dude, have, but have you ever seen – there's a documentary on Netflix, and it's about – it ends up being about, like, social power and how when you're at a function or something where mass amounts of people believe one thing, it becomes really, really convincing. And it's kind of similar to, like, what happened there where it's this magician, and he goes on, and his whole – after he, he he's a magician and he ends up going down this road of like trying to expose people for telepathy or for certain things, you know? So he like literally has people that go on and they say that they're hypnotists or they do this or that. Right. And he'll go and he'll expose them on like he did it on like, Oh, I feel like we watched this like together. We did. It's like the equivalence of the Oprah Winfrey show back yeah, in the day. Yeah. But one thing that was super interesting is that he goes to this, uh, there was a pastor that was traveling. And he was, he apparently was being spoken to by God and he was being told the addresses of these people and these ailments that they had. And he was able to cure them and people that weren't able to walk were able to walk. And so he goes and he finds out that there's a radio frequency that he had an earpiece and there was somebody who had gathered all the tithe and offering questionnaires from weeks prior and they had all this information on them down. So he would go and he would uh, have this earpiece in and there was somebody finding and reading the names to him right but what's crazy is even the magician the guy that's like debunking all of this he's there and he goes what's fascinating is that even when you're there the atmosphere is so powerful like the energy there is so powerful that it becomes so real because i remember in the salem witch trials there's people who are like no this is bullshit this is bullshit this is bullshit but then when you know the trials happened and then the possession started showing up in the courthouse those people are oh maybe it's not like like this might be real to be fair though it sounded scary oh uh, yeah what what they were doing cuz like they would describe what the girls were doing and it was like they'd start babbling in tongues or they'd just start babbling and they'd crawl on all fours and go all over the place and just hearing a description you're like if i saw that i'd be terrified of yeah. of those girls and of course when you're back then you have no idea what's going on so you're more willing to believe anything my favorite story from that whole time was uh there's a guy named John Proctor which is what the crucible's about it's about like his story cuz they accused him of being a witch and he was one of the only guys who was a like nope I'm not a witch. I'm not a witch. I'm not a witch. No, they call him witch. Uh, but they said that he was accused. And at one point, even his daughter started showing symptoms. And they said his daughter started showing symptoms, at which point John Proctor put her over his knee no, no, and no. spanked her, temporarily curing her. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a good old spanking. Yeah, the demon used to come like, out the other side. Like, yeah, they did this. And anyone that would like call them out yeah, would get accused. And but at the end of the day, like 160 people were accused. That's crazy. 19 people died. Mm-hmm. 18 were hanged. One was pressed to death. Was this yeah. all within a year or something? Or was was, a was this within through a few it was years? It 1692. So it was one year. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. But, uh, and so, like, that's a case where it wasn't real witchcraft. Yeah. But I do think witchcraft is like a thing, though. So, this was a thing. We went up there, and Rachel was like, Oh, yeah, it's like voodoo magic. And I was like, No, 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 no. That's hoodoo. Salem witches is, is not voodoo magic. And she was like, No, it's the same thing. Different backgrounds, I feel. I don't know. I don't know enough about like hoodoo and voodoo and stuff, but I know voodoo is meant for like blessings on people, you know, and trying to heal them. And hoodoo is more of like the darker magic and with like the dancing wall fire circles and weird stuff like that. I do know like one or two people that claim to be witches. Um, witches or Wiccan? Witches. Okay. I met one girl who was a really high priestess type of thing and uh she was in uh she showed me one of her rituals and uh it's really crazy actually because they actually put a wire through each cheek and it goes around a circle around a group of girls and they dance and they hold hands and they do like some type of like like prayer or something i don't know what you would call it it's for the devil but i don't know what it is it's a black mass yeah so they do that stuff and they do it like and they do it in a circle and they're all pretty much naked and they just do the dance with each other and then apparently something happens. I don't know. But I've heard a lot of stories about them, about witches putting a lot of, like, curses on people. Me and Matt were never really, like, shown that side of the world. We didn't know really witches were a thing. Voodoo was a thing. We never really, like, we always heard it, but we never really thought anything about it. And now, as, like, I grow up, I've met a few. And, like, I realize that it's a real thing that people actually do. I don't know if it's canon, as in it's, like, a real thing. But I feel like it's... Definitely impact just like how people have religion. You know, it's it's a type of religion to them that they want to believe in. What do you think, Matt? Um, well, like when I think of witchcraft, I immediately think of like Harry Potter and like spells shooting out of wands and chasing things around and, you know, fighting and stuff. I don't think that's necessarily it. But I do think that like I, I think that there's like forces we don't understand that play a lot into things. And I Definitely. think that they can be, I don't want to say manipulated, but persuaded i guess to do certain things uh i would love to like see some stories like on witchcraft like people putting spells on somebody no i mean i, I think it's canon like i think that there's definitely things that we don't understand that you think basically like magic is canon yeah it's the supernatural in yeah. general one time i went down this rabbit hole and i found this like forum of people who claim to be vampires oh, and it was like one that. guy like oh, i have a video to show you one guy said he's he's like yeah, I'm from I my name is such and such. My actual name is this. I was born in 18 something, right? And it was like very detailed and descriptive of like all these different things. And I was like, "Whoa, this guy he goes, "Yeah, I feed on people all the time, but they can't really tell." He's like, "I'll do it in the middle of a 7-Eleven, but, you know, I just make sure that they forget." And they had some like weird explanation for it. That was crazy cuz that was at a point where I was like, "Oh shit, like is that actually real? Like do vampires actually exist?" Was that on like Reddit or something? I didn't know what Reddit was at the time, so I, it might have been, and I just didn't notice it. It's crazy. Freaky. I, I, I mean, that's so scary too, because like apparently somebody, like people can do something, and like if they know something psychologically that we don't know as humans, where they can like distract us or like make us forget certain things, like they could do anything they want. Right. That's so freaky, dude. Yeah. Even to think about that gives me like the chills. Yeah. So you think magic is 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 canon, but like the the type of witchcraft that we're talking about, especially with Salem, was explicitly tied to the devil. Yeah. So you think that do you think like that kind of magic is canon? Yes. And I think there's a darker force for sure. Maybe not the devil, but there's like if, like they, the if there's a if there's a dark force. So, so yeah, maybe. 
do you think of the devil as I guess you can think of him as like a fallen angel, but as just a pure force for maliciousness and and wrongdoing in the world or is more of like a Hades kind of character that just rules over that kind of dominion but isn't necessarily seeking out that kind of but does that Hades feed off that dude's feed off that too no he's just he's just the dude in charge of the dead he's just hanging out yeah <laughs> i don't know i've actually never thought about it like that i never thought i never looked at the differences between hades and the devil actually i never even thought about that yeah me i thought they all kind of were the same like everybody has a like a good force and a bad force and they collide you know what i mean and well i think that's the thing about like the greek mythology was that there was that wasn't like the case yeah uh is that it wasn't like there's one good god and one bad god it was just more like here's all, everything that happens in the world and there's a god for each one and they're all just dudes they're yeah. all just people yeah and they're all complex moral characters that do good things and they do some shitty things and like there's no eternal conflict it's just more everyone's trying to get through the day and they yeah. can't keep it in their pants <laughs> they really can't yeah <laughs> whereas the devil is like a clear he just wants he to fuck shit wants, up. Yeah. Which then brings brings up a conversation of like uh if someone goes to hell for doing awful, awful, terrible things, would the devil torture them? Like wouldn't they get to hell and the devil would be like, Yo, like good job, dude. No, but I feel like he Yo, just, bro, you wanna get some dinner? I feel like he just wants to torture anything, so I feel like he's just like he wouldn't care. That is a good question. I've never actually thought about that either. Cause then he's kind of doing God's work by torturing them for being bad. Right? I have no fucking idea. I don't know. I haven't gone to hell yet, so I think <laughs> I'll figure it out. Your front, your front porch, uh, Matt says I've been goodish all year. Goodish all year. You've been goodish. <laughs> Yo, Dad buys some weird ass shit for Christmas, man. It does not feel like Christmas to me. Okay, well, like you said, didn't you, were you the one that told me that there's like a week off? Yeah, Jess told me there was like a week taken out of November or something. That's why it feels shorter. Look it up. Is that canon? No. I don't know. Jess told me that, and it makes sense because it does feel definitely shorter. Because I usually, feel like that's one of the things where Dalton was just complaining. It doesn't feel like Christmas, and Jessica like, I don't. Ha- I need to give him an answer. <laughs> <laughs> they, they took a whole week out of November. <laughs> no, I got. Here's the thing, though. I got all my shopping done this year, like fairly early, and like everyone else I've talked to hasn't even started their shopping. Like, is there a reason why people always like wait so long to shop for people? I, I mean, it's for, so easy. Um, I'm pretty sure it's just procrastination. Yeah. For the most part. And also, too, you'll hear people say, like, oh, I want to wait for the deals, which, I, I mean, I guess. But for the amount of money I'd save in time, I'd rather just pay it. So, like, just go shopping now and buy me the good stuff while they're out, you know? So, it's so you can get good stuff. Don, where'd you work before you worked where you're at now? I worked at a, a sex shop called Hustler Hollywood. When you got the job, were you just ecstatic and you just started telling everybody <laughs> where you worked? No, when I got the job, I actually went and talked to my Auntie Vicky. I went, to, I went to her house and she gave me a haircut and went and talked to her about it. And I was like asking her about it because working in a sex shop and being raised like as a hardcore Christian all my life, like kind of inflicts a lot of like what I believe in, like not you know doing that stuff. So I went to her and I was like, I'm doing this as a job, but like I just for some reason I feel guilty and I don't understand why I should feel guilty for working at a sex shop. Like at, at the end of the day, I'm just trying to make money. You know what I mean? So I was like, I don't know what else to do. Like, I'm going to take the job. I don't know what the fuck, like, what's going to happen. So Matthew just told me, like, it's all good. Like, don't worry about it. And, like, I talked to my mom about the same thing. And she told me that it's fine. It's just a job. Like, it's not a big deal. So, 
you know, at the end of the day, I, I took the job and I worked there. I worked there for three years. For three years. My grandpa and my grandma did not know. My grandpa and grandma did not know for three years. And I held it. <laughs> and there was no problems. I see my cousin Lexi for literally two hours on like, was it on Thanksgiving or something? I can't. I I, I didn't <sighs> know that. I can't remember. I can't remember. She came down for something and we were all hanging out. And I think it was for Thanksgiving, and we, I was talking to her, and she's like, yeah, so Dalton, like, where are you working? And I was like, oh, I've been working at Hustler Hollywood for, like, three years. She's like, really? Like, the, the sex shop? And I was like, yeah, the sex shop. Like, that's where I work. I sell dildos all day. And so <laughs> she was laughing, and I was like, okay. And, like, Sam was – I was talking to her husband, Sam, about it. And so we were talking about it and stuff. And later on, the day goes by, and I don't know how I figured it out or who told me. I think it was Aunt Vicky or Aubrey. One of them told me, and it was like, hey, Lexi just told Grandma and Grandpa about it. And it was literally an hour after I left the party. <laughs> and I was like, Lexi, I've held this secret for three years. You're going to come out and say this in fucking 10 minutes? What the fuck? And so they, they never brought it up to me. Yeah. Thank God. But like, I, how are you going to talk to your grandparents about sex? Like and my, mind you just for context both of our grandparents were pastors yeah so this was not like and they're not like the most open people about this stuff so it's definitely like an awkward conversation to have now they know that i have a new job and i'm not working in inventory management anymore <laughs> 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 that's what i thought i've been working for three years that's i funny. mean i was doing inventory management at this at the sex shop but it was for a sex shop. It was for a sex shop. That's why I would change the thing. You know what I mean? All right. If you made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much. We appreciate you. It was a very chill episode today. It's pretty laid back. Hopefully, this has been entertaining to some degree. Yeah. To to our Swedish <laughs> fan. <laughs> Adult, I'm glad we I'm glad we we entertained you. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Of course, man. That's what we go for. Yeah. To our Swedish fans out there, if if this wasn't what you were looking for, come back next week. There will be more. Go ahead and give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Drum and Drummer Podcast is our name on all across all platforms. So thank you so much. Hope you all have a great week. Go get yourself some tequila. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. I'm Drum. I'm Drummer. We'll see you guys later. Bye.